1: Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God
2: of grace.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted From my studios in Old Hilliard, and uh, thank you, Corby, for the intro on audio as always. And it is... uh, I'm giddy. You can probably hear my voice. I'm kind of giddy because I I, uh, had this opportunity, and honestly, I don't feel equipped to interview the couple that I'm going to interview right now because they've interviewed... Uh, people far more interesting than myself, but, uh, let me go ahead and introduce my guests, uh, George and Kat Vasquez. Um, uh, I want to actually just let you all introduce yourself cause you have massive resumes and I don't want to stumble over reading that for you. So let me let go. Let me go ahead and let you two introduce yourselves and we will go from there.
2: Oh my goodness. We are truly the foolish things. That's right. Mike
0: and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> our, our resume, go. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah, George and Cat, foolish things that, that shame the lies. That's us. That's our resume. Uh,
1: just a few bullets: authors, TV hosts, podcasts, media, evangelist, television, radio. Y'all have done it all, and you're still doing it all. Uh, and I'm just literally, I I don't feel equipped to interview you two. Uh, because of how you and who you have interviewed and the things that you've done, I I I'm literally a little out of my league right now. I'm like, I'm <laughs> I know you played baseball. I'm 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 like the rookie call up right now, hitting in the majors, and I I don't want to face this yeah. picture. Y'all are too, like there, there's a lot it's, here. So it, uh, yeah. it's
0: all good. Those rookies, the call ups, they they uh, there's always a start, and then uh, guess what? Those rookies come in and tear it up and and kill it. So that's always it's always a good right. thing. No, I honestly we're we you know we're we're in a nutshell media evangelists you know me, media missionaries right we, we use media yep. um, we used to do television mainly um, but we use media to reach um, you know the lost and and we specifically go after prodigals and and last hour workers right if you if you're familiar with the parable of the last hour worker right um, that that's who we're going after we we feel that God is wanting. Uh, to bring his family back together. And there's a lot of sons there and and daughters that have run and and run from him. And um, because of whatever, guilt, shame, all the stuff the enemy tries to put on us. And so we're going after him. We're going after him through media. Um, We, you know, we, yes, Kat is an amazing, talented producer. She's the best that I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, to brag on my wife, uh, we have a good friend. Uh, Well, I'll have to get you hooked up with him, but he's a 14 time Emmy award producer for ESPN. And when we were uh, pr- getting ready uh, to launch your story not done, we showed him the pilot and we said, Hey, what could we do? And, and you know, Cat was picking his brain and he was like, stop Cat! you're an amazing producer. This is unbelievable. I would touch yeah. nothing on this. And so that was like oh. the biggest compliment that this guy falls out of bed and gets an Emmy every mm-hmm. time. And, uh, and, and yeah. he said, Hey, you know, your wife's an amazing producer. And, and so we're very blessed, but um, in a nutshell, that's, that's what I, we would call ourselves media missionaries. You know, I mean, I, you know, that's, that's what we do. Yes, we produce, we've hosted, we've, you know, we've, we've directed, um, but it's, it's really just using that medium to reach people. And, um, and so, yeah.
2: And Aaron, to clarify, 20 years ago this year, we started a ministry called Revolution Media Ministries and George and I right. were newly married and he found out that I had a broadcast journalism background. I was an on-air order for years. Hmm. I also worked in radio, the radio news business as well. And uh, so I had a lot of experience in that realm. We were still getting to know each other in our first year of marriage because we got engaged after 12
0: days.
1: Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because I was (laughs) going to
2: 12 days. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Almost 19 years later. But again, to, to bring this home, the Lord truly uses the foolish things and uh, when we when our lives kind of converged it was like his experience converged with my back experience and um god started giving a new vision to george and he literally mm. was having mm. dreams at night of young people um who i would say were Um, they would never darken the door of a church. You know, they were, were the guys that my tribe, honestly, that would like go to the, the hard rock concerts that never felt accepted. We were kind of the social misfits, you know, and, and that, that was my posse, honestly, growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's who our heart, the Lord started birthing this hunger to reach that group of people. And that was in my very DNA, right? So the Lord gave George a strategy to create a ministry that went after those kids. And this was in the late nineteen nineties, early two thousands ish.
0: Early two thousands. So mm-hmm. early
2: two thousands.
0: I um I'm a Cuban kid from Miami and I got saved while I went to University of Florida, stopped playing baseball and, and went there and um, started, you know, receiving right before I went to University of Florida, I started receiving scholarships from small Christian schools. And I was like, "What is going on here?" And what it was was one of our substitute teachers, who was a baseball coach at a different school. He got put it on his heart that to pray for me, to to just witness to me. Mm-hmm. And he started going in. Uh, they would record all our games, but he would go in. It was a big public school, Miami, Miami High. He he would go in and get the tapes, and he would send them to the the schools. And um and that touched me. And I remember at University of Florida, I, I ended up not playing, not taking those scholarships. And I felt miserable. I was just broken. I mean, really broken. One of the lowest parts mm-hmm. of my life. Um, and in fact, we went a couple of years ago to a Gator game and uh, with the kids. And I was just like in Gainesville. I was like, it's like, there's it such mixed feelings. Cause just, I was depressed walking these streets, right? Like I was just broken. Right. And uh, I remember right. calling up his name was Raul Hernandez. Right. I'm like, Raul, like, you know, I'm just miserable. I, maybe I need baseball in my life. Maybe you can help me get some of those scholarships. And he started laughing. He's like, you don't need baseball. You need Jesus. And, uh, and he led me to the Lord, discipled mm. me for six months over the phone. You know, back then that was long distance days, you know, so he spent a fortune, right? And um, oh, and then uh, and then somehow God opened the door to, to go to this school in Kentucky. And, and I played ball. And while I was there, um, my second year, we got a new coach and he he was big on um, on his faith. He had just gotten saved. And he was like, hey, uh, Athletes in Action is looking for, for athletes. I want to put you on that team. And so he put me on the team and uh got me on the team, get there. We were gonna play in South America for three months, uh, all summer long and uh play with um you know some amazing ball players and um Ben Zobrist was one of my teammates, right? Uh oh, me wow. lead the Cubs to their their uh, championship. Um and Our oh yeah, awesome Absolutely and um right. you know, we get there and they're like, Hey, do you speak Spanish? You know, as a George, it Jorge, I'm like, yeah, call me George, but it is Jorge. And they're like, do you speak Spanish? Like, yeah, we and had so, the same conversation go, in pregame, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, listen, my Spanish is more Spanglish, but it's great Spanglish. I mean, it's great Spanglish. Okay, so, uh, so they said, all right, good. And they they gave me this binder, and they said, there's John. He's a chaplain for Clemson. He's going to teach you how to preach. And so I literally got a crash course and how to preach in like the two and a half weeks that we were doing our, uh, our little mini camp before we took off in Dallas and I learned how to preach. And so I got to share the gospel. I Got to see, wow. you know, a lot of lives come to the Lord, like the Holy Spirit just moved. But while I was down there, I started having these dreams and these visions and it was the kids with the, the band t-shirts and the painted fingernails and the tattoos and the cuts on the wrists and, you know, athletes mm-hmm. in action and FCA. I was part of FCA as well. Like, you know, those kids, they need Jesus, but a lot of them come from good homes. Right. They have structure. They have the, the structure of sports. Mm-hmm. But the kids with the band t-shirts, I mean, they're really hurting. I mean, they're they're really, you know, it's just really right. a, a place where it's ripe for harvest. And so, um, as we mentioned earlier, we're foolish things. I know nothing about music, but all I know is God said, use music to reach kids. And so we started doing these concerts. Hmm. with hardcore bands and, and, um, you know, rock Christian rock was very early back then. And, um, yeah. we, we did some big concerts with like, you know, it, it was a wild thing. We would use that as a spectacle to get the attention. And then we would preach the gospel. And then one day God just spoke to our heart and was like, shut it down, wait for me. I'm going to open up television. And that's when I met Kat out, it was our last concert. I had to buy advertising and Kat was my temporary rep cause our rep was on vacation. And she had just stopped being a news reporter and moved back home and was waiting for a DJ spot on the radio and, and they put like her in sales.
2: Big
1: story, That's right? Yeah. So, Woo! but it's so, important. It's, wow. it, it, it's what, Oh, it's important. It's very important. Yeah. Very important. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and then, so 12 days later you were engaged. We, we, right? we and 12? 12 days later, like it was
0: just a prayer to God, God spoke to our hearts and, we were engaged, and Amazing. and then we literally didn't even know each other, and we're engaged. And she she was like, "Why are you shutting down the concerts? Like you guys just did a huge sixty thousand dollar concert in the waterfront, all this stuff. And I was like, "Well, God kind of is leading us to do television and to shut it down to wait on Him, and and that's the toughest part is to wait on Him, especially when things are going well. Right. And um, but <laughs> by being obedient to shut it down, I met my wife, like that, which is the most important thing in the yeah. world outside of coming to the Lord. it's it's meeting her. And then, you know, she asked me that. And, and then I said, well, it's, he told us to wait for television. She started laughing. She's like, I have a degree in broadcasting. I used to be a news reporter for an NBC, like big time stuff. And, um, and that's how it happened. It's like God put us together.
2: Yes. And and Aaron, I do have to interject this because from my side of the coin, I was coming out of A very dark season of my life this was right before Mm. God brought George Vasquez into my life Um, I was actually running I was seeking healing so bad I had come from a very um, sad situation that happened within my career my identity was the job and all I wanted was to climb and get to the next rung in the ladder in broadcast news and so I was tracking that and Anybody that knows in the industry, if you are not at a station for two years, it doesn't even count on your resume. So sadly, what happened, there was a dynamic with my boss and he was verbally and Mm -hmm. emotionally abusive to most of the staff. He was later fired for harassment. But I had the choice to stick it out for those two years and to make this hell count for something. And I decided to do that. But every day for two years, it was absolutely miserable. And I was a a faith walker. So I asked God Mm -hmm. to literally hold my hand and make it through those eight hour shifts day in, day out. And right before we started this broadcast, we were talking about the importance of how he wants to meet us in the process, not just the high points of our life, but also in the mess, in the unthinkable, in the trauma, in the broken places. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. God used that season where I completely bottomed out. And and when that two year period hit, I turned in my resume and I was out of there. And literally I didn't, even, wow. I didn't even care where I drove. I just wanted to get out of that state. I needed to find myself right. again. I needed to get some healing mm-hmm. and I recognized that. Um, so at, at that point, and here's a critical piece that I would love to share with your viewers. If any of you are resonating and you feel stuck right now, maybe you're in an abusive relationship or maybe you are so stuck in a dynamic. You feel you can't even get up to take a breath. Ask the Lord. Invite him into your real. All I could ask is one word, mm. help. And uh, when I got back to my hometown, I literally had to get counseling. I did check in to my local church, and I kept the conversation going day in, day out with God. Um, And I'm so grateful that I had a counterpart. George was describing a mentor in his life that um, helped pursue him and do life with him as he was a new Christian Mm -hmm. and walking out faith. Well, someone came into my life to a big sister that I know the Lord put there. And it's so key, community, when you are walking mm. freedom and recovery in a healing season, because he wants to heal you. He wants you whole. He sees you right where you're at, and he cares about you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it was mm. in that season that this amazing woman of God just happened to to be my coworker. And she was praying for God's best in my life. She was, um, you know, declaring God's best for my future. And I started to feel things shift. It wasn't instant. It was the process, but within a matter of a a year's period, I was, um, I was more healed. I, you know, I was able to hear his voice more clearly. Um, I just felt healthy. I was on a good road, and I met George. And so, again, as he was sharing, the Lord truly uses the foolish things. Um, but our our prayer was, Lord, use us. How do you want to do that? What does that look like? And so we just put it in neutral, and uh, we waited on God to highlight things. And so we started Revolution Media Ministries, which turned from being— um, like an evangelistic concert dynamic over to a TV mm-hmm. show that was on the
1: mm-hmm.
2: air for uh, 13 seasons around the world. It aired on uh, TBN's Youth Network and um, in Europe it was translated into four different languages and uh, glory to God, He truly uses the foolish things. That show was an interview show that simply shared um, the gospel of Jesus. From band interviews. That was the Revolution mm. TV. We're no longer actively producing that. Um, but five years ago God dropped another vision into George's heart. Um, and it started because we had a mutual friend that we were both ministering with in California, and um sadly she kind mm-hmm. of started backsliding into some old patterns and um decided not to pursue her faith walk anymore. Yeah. So do you hear Yeah, that? It,
0: it so we we received a letter from her mom and um, this she was a powerful evangelist and just unbelievable things that were happening and um, I had written a book several years ago. This was like 6 years ago called No More Rejection. It had just come out. And so I I just was like felt led to send her a book. And when I was writing it, you know, kind of signing it I just felt like God said, hey, tell her your story's not done. And so I wrote it down like, hey, your story's mm. not done. And um, the next day we woke up and we were going to lunch with our parents and God just spoke to my heart. and was like, hey, there's so many, you know, like mm. her and you need to tell them that your story's not done. And so as God, when he when he speaks to to me, there's usually, you know a website attached to it. So I was like, Can I go, go buy your story. It's not done. It's got to be available. If God's speaking to me, it's got to be available. And it was. And so, you know, we bought it and kind of just camped on it, waited again. I mean, that, that's the piece. I mean, it, you know, you mentioned it earlier off, you know, when, when it's God and you wait on God it's so much easier than just trying to make it happen, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, now, obviously we got to put it in the work, you know, we got to prepare like we haven't prayed, right. but pray like we haven't prepared, but like the adage goes, but you know, and so we waited and, and then God started opening the doors and uh, little by little and, and um, volunteer crews. And, and we're talking about amazing people, people that do this for a living, right? Do this for a living, do do amazing arts for a living that, hey, they want to use their talent for the Lord. And, you know, maybe they're doing it for mm-hmm. network television or, or for, for film industry. And then they said, hey, you know, I'll do this passion project on the side to communicate the gospel, right? And so we, we were blessed right. to have several people have done that. And um, and so we've been kind of marching down that road, like, okay, let's make great media that conveys that message that with Jesus, your story is not done. And at the same time, let's you know convince people that they need to share their story, mm-hmm. right? Like they need to share their story mm-hmm. because um, Kat coined the phrase that we use a lot on our podcast. It's that your story could be the key to unlocking someone's freedom. Because God, if God did it for Absolutely. you, you know, and so I love right. the fact, there that your show's unscripted because that's that's the truth, right? I mean, like, look at you know, television, Re- reality TV over the last fifteen years blew up, right? And it was because right. it was real. Now, well, it's not really real, <laughs> but it, they actually had to relabel. Not anymore, it, uh, right? Scripted, right? And so, so it right. came off more sincere, yeah. right? And uh, I think that that's yeah. that's the piece where you know, we could, we could do a track, we could write, you know, read the four spiritual laws. But if you really share sincerely, like, Hey, God did this for me. He could do it for you. That that's the, key. Right. that's the biggest key that, Hey, when someone, you know, my family, I grew up, you know, as a crazy kid in Miami, partying my brains out. And when people found out like, Oh, George got saved. Like what? Like this, this has to be real, right? Like like that kid, you mm-hmm. know? And, um and that's by sharing, you know, just keep sharing what God has done. And, so I, I do encourage your listeners that if they haven't lately, they need to share their story, and don't listen right. to the to the enemy that may think that nobody wants to hear their story. No, the fact is people need to hear their story, and so they need to share it, uh, however way they can, whether at around the cooler at work, whether you know in the ball, ball fields with you know with parents taking their kids to sports, whether it's in school, like they need to share their story. It's powerful. And you give God glory every time you share your story.
1: Well, and I, I have to share this with you guys as you're saying that. I have, I have so many notes as you were talking. Um, one, uh, I want to piggyback right off of that point since it's it's the latest thing you said. Um, uh, and I think she'd be okay with me sharing this. I have a, a, a D1 athlete that shared. asked me if she could use our platform to share her story of anxiety and depression and things like that this week. Uh, in two days, she has over a thousand wow. views, and it's not about the, it's not about yeah. stats for us. It's about a thousand people read the message. Yeah. To your point, a uh, thousand people I don't know who they are and anonymously they were able to go and read the story of someone else. So she's giving other people the gift of going second. Yeah. From what you said, um, the other thing I had I had to write this down. I loved that quote that you said. Invite him into your reel. Whew. I mean, right. Like that, that's maybe the hardest thing for us. And the reality is he already knows our reel, but we have to invite him in. We, we can't keep acting like he doesn't on, he doesn't know. Like we're, we're, we're like, we're hiding something. He, we have to invite him into that reel, which takes me to my third point. Um, your site. I love, I'm, I'm a website geek. Um, we do websites. I sent it to our website guy last night. I'm like, check this site out. This is amazing. I sent it to a few other people. I love your website, which is your Um, you have to go to the website because I think you, you all, one of the menu items, correct me if I'm wrong. One of the menu items is share your story, right? Isn't there a yes. place? And that's, so if you're listening to this and you just heard everything, that this wonderful couple just said, understand there is an address, yourstoryisnotdone.com, where you can go. Is that anonymous or do I need to enter? Uh, you own? do have
0: to enter an email address because they.
1: Okay, but that's fine. Like, it's just an email address, right? I'll yeah. give that to, I'll give that to anything to get what I want yeah. on the internet, right? I mean, we give our, you know, but either way, if you're listening to this and as, you know, as George said, if, if you, you got to share your story and and you got to talk to somebody. So if you're not comfortable with your family, your friends, your coworkers, whoever it is, go to the website, enter the email address and share your story. Trust me, it's going to be a a weight lifted off of you, even if it's just a little bit. And that's why they're doing this project. Am am I, am I correct in that? Like, isn't that the mission? And,
0: and, and we'd love, even if they took it a step further and just did like a three minute video, if they wanted to share with the world, because, we, what we've been doing is we have a backstory podcast and we feature, we call it a tell us your story short because uh, yeah, it's the abridged it's three minutes, right? But it gets the ball rolling and it throws the highlight mm-hmm. and guess what? It's people are going to see it. Their friends are going to see it. And then they're going to be like, Hey, Aaron, tell me more. Tell me more about that. I didn't, right. I mean, I've known you for all so long and I didn't know that about you, right? It's going to open up that door for people that are curious that the Holy Spirit's already working on their heart to be like, what's the next step? how can that be the same story for me? Right. And, um, and so, yeah, but, but it starts by them contacting us and they don't, I mean, obviously we're one vehicle, right? We want to encourage other vehicles right, right. To, to do this. Right. So, you know, absolutely.
2: And they can do that. There's a submission link on the website, your story is not And that's the whole purpose of our podcast. We, we want to give folks a voice to share their story because everybody has a story and when we invite the holy spirit in the author of our faith in to rewrite that story oh my goodness he is a master at comebacks just look hey Hey everyone my name is cami prannell and i'm the executive director for my unscripted we hope you are enjoying today's interview my Unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend, Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet, once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview.
1: If you go to the website, I'm pretty sure most people, when they go to the website, they're going to see immediately a very familiar face. And if they scroll down far enough, they're probably gonna see multiple, or depending on what area or, you know, fan, you know whatever it might be that they're in, they're going to see a name or face or um, uh, connection that they're familiar with. And so that's what I also loved about the site is it's raw. It's edgy. Um, because you know what? I, 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 I grew up in the church with foam microphones, mullets, and, you know, perfect hair on Sunday morning. And, and at the end of the day, what I've found as I grew older is that that's not church. Church is messy. We're, we're messy. Um, and it's our fault. Right. But, but I think that's why I, I am gra- I gravitate to edgy. I gravitate to, real um and, it, and sometimes that may mean tattoos and dark places and cuss words and uh you know you, you know what i mean like I, I i don't know why but i'm drawn to that because that's who i think we really tend to become at some point and we've all maybe not all of us i don't know who's listening to this and maybe they've avoided it and if you have awesome uh but i think a lot of us have gotten the mud a little bit in our lives and i love the what we talked about pregame what you said about going that's that's who you really want to talk to is the ones that are really in the mud right now not you know struggling a little bit oh i you know had a bad day at work no no like we're talking about the mud that we're talking about the tough times that most people listening to my voice have probably been in and if you haven't hold on pray for it hope you don't but that's kind of the ministry right isn't that your story's not done even if your feet are in the mud today I'm done talking. It's your it's your ministry, but that's what I've so, so much loved about this entire opportunity.
2: That's how yeah. Jesus rolled. He came for the sick, not the healthy. He came mm-hmm. for the sick, not the healthy. And we all struggle with humanness, right? We are, every single one of us, flawed. Mm-hmm. Perfection is right. such a joke. It is honestly a lie of the mm-hmm. enemy to keep you in bondage and striving and wearing mm-hmm. yourself where does the gift of grace come in in that, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus' posse, they were the misfits, the outcasts, yeah. the supreme outcasts of society. And sadly, I think religion has forgotten that. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is not the same as religion. Mm-hmm. And if you look in the Bible, it is cover to cover full of stories about mm-hmm. humans that God used in powerful ways. I mean, if you just Turn the Bible open, smack in the middle, and you look at the book of Psalms. The man who wrote Psalms, right. he was a murderer.
1: A train wreck. He
2: was an adulterer. <laughs>
1: right. right. Right.
2: He was a liar. Right. And uh, God still called him a man after his own heart. Right. It yeah. was the process of David storting his heart through seasons of rejection early on. God started making the man into the king. And then later, how when he still failed, you know, David came humbly and asked for forgiveness. And again, inviting God into his mess. And it was a royal mess, if anybody knows the story of King David. Um, But the beautiful part about comeback stories and just sitting in David's, because we write about this in our book, Your Story is Not Done, is the second child that he and uh, Bathsheba had. After they had gotten married from their adulterous affair, um, was King Solomon, who was later in the lineage of Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus. Right. So, comeback story with an exclamation mm-hmm. right there. And that's the whole purpose of the Bible. God wants to write his storyline in humanities using imperfect people like you and i that is yeah. the truth that's the ultimate love story
0: it's uh, mm-hmm. and it's religion i mean he said religion that's tolerable right it literally translates to that's tolerable is to take care of the orphan and the widow uh, mm-hmm. and, and and you know we've been watching the chosen lately and i love how, how dallas uh, jenkins has really portrayed the the reality that he was hanging out with the misfits and that the religious crowd, um, they looked down on him. You know, they came, you know, they said, Hey, he comes eating and drinking. Right. And um, that's what we need to do. We need to go out there and not get with the religious. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of religion, right? If you're doing the right thing, you're taking care of orphans and widows, but we need to get our hands dirty, right? We need to get our hands Mm -hmm. dirty and go out there because a lot, the sad truth is they're not going to come back if they don't hear right? They're not going to come back. They need to hear that, that God's loves them. Daddy, God loves you and wants you back home. Mm-hmm. And that I don't care how much you messed up. He's still going to forgive you. And, and obviously he wants you to repent and turn around, but that's for your own good. That's for our own good. Right. You know, if I start eating a bunch of you know Twinkies nonstop, guess what? It's going to hurt me, man. It's going to put a hurt, right? right? And right now I'm battling with sugar right now. So, you know, I, I have a couple good weeks and I get a really bad week, right? You know, it's like, It's only my, you know, it's like, yeah, we got, you know, there's, there's grace, right? There's grace, but there's consequences, right? So we, our, our deal is we need to get out there. We need to go after him and say, Hey, God wants you back. He's waiting for you. Mm. And, um, and then the church just needs to realize that I don't care how good you are. You're still miss the mark. And so don't judge, right? In fact, we're warned not to judge, uh, you know, when a Kanye West gets saved, right? When a Justin Bieber claiming his faith right 100%. so don't, don't judge because guess what you know you know you're not perfect mm-hmm. and and uh and and when you claim to be perfect you're only going to give the 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 creator of the universe that we represent as ambassadors a bad rap because when we say hey i'm perfect and then people find us doing imperfect things because we miss missed the mark right. because we're human it's just you know there's no sincerity we le- lose credibility and so you know just be your, be yourself be honest um, we go to a great church here. And what, what I love is that our pastor is the most, you know, he's just the most sincere person. He just, he tells it like he is, you know, he's a golfing buddy. We took up golf, uh, during COVID and yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll throw clubs. He'll be, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> dropping drop a cuss word because it's, it's a frustrating sport. It's just um, like life, right? Right, right? You know, there's moments right? yeah. and now there's brilliant moments, right? When, right. when, you know, all of a sudden you're like, man, how did I hit that? But, um, You know, he's, he's honest and that's what we need to do. And so uh, you mentioned the tattoos, like when we start first started out, um, reaching out and, and really feeling called to, to the prodigals and last hours, you know, we started, you know, before, you know, we had a bunch of tattoos, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and and now Paul said be to all people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you see me, you know, I'm, I'm bi-vocational, I'm a, I'm in the communications industry in the technology industry, you know, I'll be suited up. I look like, you know, an executive. But when I'm at a concert, you know, I'm on, in a t-shirt with my tattoos right. out and, right. you know, and, and it is what it is, right? It, yeah. it is what it is. And so um, don't don't be scared to get dirty. You know, obviously stay grounded, stay connected, make sure, you know, make sure that your walk with the Lord is is real every day, every day. Spend that one-on-one time with him sincerely, right? Which by the way, that's the hardest thing in the world to do. Because once you commit to, hey, I'm going to spend that time abiding with him and, one-on-one, all the, the the schedule fills up, right? And all these priorities, you know, it, it's why he warned us that some will fall away because of the cares of this world, right? Mm. All the cares of the world try to rush in, right? But that's the most important piece, right? right? So, communicating with him, spending that time, praying without ceasing. And, and then once you hear what he has to say, go do it. That's one of my biggest prayers. We pray all the time. It's like, God, give me, you know, give me wisdom and discipline. Wisdom to know what you want and discipline to do it. Mm. and if i get those two things i'm gonna be in good shape yeah you know
1: and so there's a film series as a part of the story's not done and and um again i think it piggybacks off of what we're talking about these are these are names that most people would recognize and -hmm. these are films that will probably speak to where some people are uh, because of the breadth of who you have in terms of the the guests um can you speak about the film series a little bit
2: Absolutely. And Your Story Is Not Done is a campaign of hope, simply. Mm -hmm. It is a campaign of hope. We have an adage that says, watch, read, wear. You can watch the film series. You can read the book. It's a practical, encouraging book about the hope of Jesus and a great gift to share with somebody needing encouragement. And then you can wear our merch that amplifies hope. All of that can be found on the website, Mm -hmm. yourstoryisnotdone.com.
1: Okay. And so then I was going to ask you for links. So um, I'm dying to see the merch. I'm going to have to get me some merch. I'm going to have to wrap it on the podcast. I really am. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, so watch, read, or, or I'm sorry, watch, read, where? Um, yeah. And, and that's all at your story is not That's the yes. hub for everything else. So uh-huh. if I want a book, that's where I go. If I want the videos, that's where I go. If I want to connect with you all, is that where I go? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And, you can find
0: our, our handles to social media. Uh, if you would just reach out through email. I mean, that that's the best place to connect with us.
2: We, we really wanted to create the website as a, a tool base. So you've got a book. Yep. You've got a film series. There is a podcast which dives into Christian living how-tos mm-hmm. and practicals where we highlight stories and then there's, there's also the, the community piece um, and something that we have really felt God wanted us to develop is, um, is going more into the community, having touch points with outreaches. So this kind of the, the hub is going to expand this upcoming year again, where we have been going to concerts in the last year and passing out um, our interactive sticker which you will see on the website at yourstoriesnotdone.com. But that sticker is a a really cool um, design. It's like tattoo uh, designed. And on the back of it has a QR code, which takes you to the link to watch the film series and a really special film that was created to share the salvation message. Yes, So it's a simple tool to pass out when uh, we go do outreaches. We go to those rock concerts. We go to those festivals. We go downtown to the homeless community and pass these stickers out. And uh, it's an easy way for people just to click on the link and hear the gospel message.
0: And uh, it's, it's awesome. Because we, we have, uh, you know, it's like meet the author. And you mm. click on it and the video pops up and it just shares the gospel. Right. And then, um, you know, at the bottom, it's like, okay, uh, read his work. And when you click on it, it links to the Bible app. You know, and everybody has a phone. They could, you know, it's like, boom, boom, you know. um, So, which by the way, bless the team that has done that. I mean, I think they're reaching half a billion downloads now, which is amazing. Um, Amazing. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an easy way to, to share and communicate. And if anybody wants like, Hey, the merch, they can rep, they could send that message, the stickers, they could pass out the stickers. It's just a vehicle. It's just a tool to share the hope of Jesus.
1: I have to tell you, I'm glad you brought it up because I was on the site last night. I was stalking, um, and, and it is unscripted. I mean, we literally we don't have a script in front. Of we don't. I mean, we we are just riffing, right? But at the same time, I would you know I like to do a little homework and, and know my guests if I don't know him, if it's not a friend of mine. So I was doing some homework last night, and I clicked on Meet the. Or I think it's at the top in the menu it says Author. Again, I love your website. I, if in case I have not mentioned that, I I'm a fan. It is so awesome. Um, to it. <laughs> it's so good. It's really, really good. And and I saw up in the menu author or meet the author. I, I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but somewhere it's, it says the word author. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'll go there and I'll read their bios and whatever. So I click on it. And I was a little bit like, whoa, that is so cool. The author is not you two. It's the author and perfecter of our faith. And I'm like, man, that is awesome. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I even, my wife was walking by. I'm like, you got to see this site. And I showed it to her. And I, I clicked on that link specifically about how you all said, meet the author. The author is not, it's not you. It's not about us, right? It's it's the author and perfect of our faith. I love it. I love your site. I love everything you guys are doing. I really, really mean it. I, I'm just yeah. a fan. It's huge. It's awesome. That's
0: awesome. Aaron, thank you, Aaron. Aaron that's, that's, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, we, we're we're, we're just getting started, right? It's mm-hmm. all about, it, right. you know, we want to, we're believing for, for people to come on board, help us share this message and uh, that with Jesus, your story is not done. And and just, I'm telling you, if everybody starts communicating their story, right, the Bible's clear and the revelation says they overcame him, meeting the devil, the enemy of our soul with the blood of the lamb and the, the word, word of, of their, their testimony. testimony, 100%. Their story. And so your story is super powerful. It's Mm -hmm. literally etched in scripture right next to the most precious and powerful substance in the world, which is the blood of Jesus. You literally have the blood of Jesus and your story in the same sentence saying this is a formula to overcome the the enemy of our souls. Mm -hmm. So that's how powerful it is. You can't diminish it. It's not as powerful as the blood of Jesus. There's nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. That's how we're saved. That's how we're set free. That's how we're healed. That's how we're provided for. That's God's provision for us is his blood. But the story, when we tell it, it's not us. It's bragging on God and bragging and giving glory because of what he did in us. So we need to share our story. It's very, very key to to our walk with the Lord. By the way, we were talking about this the other day. You know, When you first get saved, you have that zeal. You're like, man, everybody's on fire. Everybody loves being around that new Christian, right? Right. And then – the world hits you and it starts like just, you know, it's kind of like a knife after being used for many years, it dulls out and it's time to get Mm resharpened. And one of the best Mm -hmm. ways to get resharpened is to remind yourself what God did for you by telling your story. You start doing that and it just wells up the emotion and you start reliving that day that he met you where you were at. Just like hearing a song and it throws you back to the time that that song was airing, right? That's Mm -hmm. how it is. When you share your story, it it just, it, it wells your spirit up. You know, and it, and it's just like, man, I remember those days. I remember those days. I remember being broken. I mentioned earlier that you know, in Gainesville, I was broken. You know, walking in the streets when we went to go see a game a couple years ago with the kids after we moved to Florida, and I remember that because I remember the streets. And I'm like, man, I remember, you know, walking in that corner and just being like, wow, just sobbing, just just waiting on on something to change, and then realizing that God healed me and restored me, and so you know. That's a key. That's a key. Mm-hmm. Share your story. It's mm-hmm. going to do others good, but it's also going to do yourself some
1: good. You know, it's funny because today, this is, one is one completely one. random. I'm sorry. Uh, let me Because uh, I, I, I before I forget it, um, this is completely random, but welcome to Unscripted. Um, today's March 24th. And in 1984, a, a movie came out called The Breakfast Club. And today is March 24th. Mm-hmm. And that was the day. I'm sorry. I, I don't know when the movie came out, but I know that on March 24th, 1984, those kids were in um, – what do they call it? Detention. They they had to spend a Saturday at, they had to spend a Saturday in detention. The reason why I bring this up is because to your point, today is March 24th. And in March 24th, 1984, they wrote a letter that I, everybody's posting on social media today. And your point is this, that movie affected me as an in, in 1980, that movie affected me to the point where as soon as I see the letter that they wrote, sincerely yours, the breakfast club, I can't forget where I was when I saw the movie, who I was with, What that movie made me feel for not just that day, but the many years after, uh, as I realized a lot about myself from this movie. And I know Mm -hmm. this is really random, but your point is that I don't forget 1984, March Mm 24th. To your point, the day we were saved, the day God called us, the day God spoke to us, the the day God pulled us out of the mud. Do we remember that as clearly as we remember March twenty fourth, 1984 for myself when I saw, them, you know, when the Breakfast Club was in suspe- you know, in detention? I know that was yeah. really random, but I, as you were talking about that, I thought about that because I just saw that right before we jumped on today. And I thought, I remember that so crystal clear. And, and yet, you know, uh, do I remember that day, the day that God saved me, literally saved me? I don't know. I'm sorry. That was random. And you were going to say something, I no, and, and, and that's
0: thinking. the key. And, and you know, like I said, it's going to do you good when you start meditating on that and taking right. a personal history. I we're big on journaling, and when we feel like God speaks to our heart, I write it down. Like write mm-hmm. it down. You know, it's powerful. Trust me, my handwriting is horrible, so <laughs> I, I do it because it, it helps. Sometimes I can't even read my own handwriting, but you know, it, it do it does a lot of good for you to write things down, write a, take a personal history of what God's done. Mm-hmm. And when you were reminded of what God did for you, guess what? You're also humbling yourself because you realize right. like, it's not about you. It was his story mm-hmm. intersecting with your story. Right. And it's what he did in you. Mm-hmm. And it's going to give you compassion for others. Cause you're going to realize like, Hey man, you, you weren't always like this, you know, stand up guy that, you know, you, you, you were a jerk. like in my case, I, I was a jerk, right. Or right. I was lost like a, you know, And so when you interact with others, you're going to have compassion because you're going to be like, man, I, I could see myself in that, that dude over there. And so it, it's going to well up compassion mm. to, to want to share and reach out. And, and then when they get saved and they walk in the door, like one of the films was on Annie LoBear, and we, yes. we were talking about this the other day, that the best part of her story we did not capture on the film. We caught it mm. off camera. And she mentioned that she got saved probably two years before she was planted in a church because the day she walked in the church, she went as she was with the clothes that she had. Mm-hmm. And it was the tight miniskirts and the heels. And she had some ladies in that church kind of walked up to her and like, oh, honey, you can't do this here. You can't bring that here. Right. And, and kind of escorted her out. And it yeah. broke her. And that, that's like we can't be that. No. church we can't no. be that we got to be there in fact we got to be the reception mm-hmm. you know wagon the welcome wagon right 100%. and um and so it's oh, like we got to go run out and grab them where they're at but then when they come in we got to huddle around them and help them right yeah. we, it's it's a process of sanctification it's a process of going from glory to glory and don't be quick to judge you know that's step one if you could just not be quick to judge that's going to help a
1: lot that, that would help, help a ton yeah. and i think yeah. kat was going to yeah. say something and i interrupted her kat what were you going to say
0: yeah just yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, his loving kindness and mercy, right? For you and I, Mm -hmm. for our stories. Well, we need to be that to somebody else because we are his ambassadors Mm -hmm. here on this earth. We're the only barometer that the world has of Christ. Right. So Mm -hmm. we need to be known for our love. Right. And it doesn't matter what's on the outside because the Lord looks at the heart. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters. And you know, this last season, every single one of us, and I just, I felt like I needed to throw some encouragement out, just wrapping up briefly here. Every single one of us has been hit by um, trauma, a lot of change in these last two years. (laughs) And I wanted to encourage and remind your listeners, and I'm going to read from Ephesians. We are going to pray. We're going to pray Ephesians 3, um, verses 16 through 21. And this is how the Lord sees you. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and established in love may Mm -hmm. have power. Together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that that surpasses knowledge, you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can all ask or imagine according to his power. That is at work within us. Amen. Amen. We are carrying fullness mm-hmm. right. of God. He's mm-hmm. got everything that your heart needs, even coming out of this hard, draining last season, but your story is not done. No, your story it's a done. matter of inviting him into your reel and watching him rewrite and then turn the page to your next chapter because my friends, it is more glorious mm-hmm. than your former. Right. He is for Amen. you. He sees you and he cares yeah invite him in today
1: She just dropped the mic. I don't know what else we could say. <laughs> that was fantastic. that was fantastic. uh this has been fantastic i I knew in my my soul last night I knew. Uh, I was so excited to get to this interview today because I, we've never met outside of a little 10 minute pregame, uh, which y'all need to understand, we, you know, wherever we are in time for this episode, they gave me 10 minutes before the episode started of us just, just talking and, and about how, how incredible God is. And, uh, I'm so excited for all that you're doing. I'm so thankful, honestly, and, and, um, honored to, to have spent time with you today. Um, I'm not gonna forget that quote, invite him into your real. I think the really? most important word is real. Invite him yeah. into your real. Well, obviously he's him is the most important word, but yeah. but the word to not lose there is real because we all have a real and some of us don't share it, and we need to invite him into it. That's just powerful. Uh you all are amazing. Your story is not done dot com. Anything else before we, we check out today?
0: No, just you know, just, to, you know, remind yourself that, hey, your story is powerful. You know, your story is <laughs> powerful. You, you could be on either side of this. You could be there feeling like God's done with you, that he's passed up. You've messed up too much. It's too far gone. And so you need to realize that, no, God is not done with you. You're, with Jesus, your story is never done. But you could also be on the other side that you've been saved and everything's going pretty well. And you're just kind of living a normal Christian life. And you got to realize that, hey, it's time to share your story. It's time to get on offense. It's time to go out there and remind people this is what God did. And no, you're not showing off. You're not bragging on yourself. You're not being, you know, self, you know, conceited or whatever. What you're doing is glorifying God by sharing your story. Mm. And so, either way, either side of that coin that you're on, it's focus on the author and finisher of our faith. He's there. He's there to rewrite your story. He's there to, you know, use you to share your story, to bring other people so he can rewrite theirs. Wow.
1: Well, I told you guys uh, in pregame before we even started, that uh, I, I just knew I was going to already love you, and I do. Um, uh, this has been so so wonderful for my soul. We exchanged some contact information offline because I don't think we're done yet. I don't think our story is done yet either, uh, our, the, the three of us. Uh, but that being said, yourstoryisnotdone.com and uh, there's a ton of resources there. If you've heard this today and it's moved you, please go and please share your story with this wonderful couple, and I'm so thankful and I look forward to all that uh, God is going to do with your website and all the, the- media and, and uh, ways and avenues that you share it awesome thank
0: you Aaron. Thank it's been you. an honor to be on your
1: program awesome we will talk soon i have a feeling we'll talk very soon so we'll talk soon thank you so much thanks for joining us for another episode of the unscripted podcast with your host aaron conrad make sure to like share follow and review on your favorite podcast platforms Also make sure to check out my song Great and Mighty One on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.